0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Film Photography Podcast Analog Talk. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today's special guest is Dan Bassini. Hey, Dan. Hey, how you guys doing? So I thought we'd start off this episode by talking about the importance of personal projects and personal work and just get into all that stuff. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah.
2: Sounds good.
0: Let's do it. Let's tell our listeners how we know each other and how we met and get into the, that whole story because <laughs> okay, I think well, it's hilarious.
2: Uh, I mean, I guess before we met, technically, our connection is through we both attended uh, the Hallmark Institute of Photography. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Uh, so sad. Great. Great focused photography school up in Western Massachusetts uh, that closed about the same time Brooks did in California unfortunately. No. So, so but, uh, it's so
0: insane to like think about that
2: I know like to I like know. think
0: back of like the memories of it and like I mean, I, I've told the story already on this show like a million times of like just being around people that you know were the same and like the school was so beautiful. it was huge. The facility was incredible—the the digital lab for the time, and like the huge dark room—and it's all gone.
2: Well, <laughs> not to not to start this whole episode on a bummer, but uh, someone
3: <laughs> a, on the wounds.
2: <laughs> someone from my class recently like went back, and uh, the education facility, the giant warehouse area, yeah. is now literally a warehouse for farm fertilizer no no. and like all the big flags of all the countries the students have come from is now like full of pallets of fertilizer with all the flags and everything's still up wow that's what a bummer (laughs) sorry guys
0: (laughs) (sighs) well anyway a lot of great things have come from you know that experience for me at least, I always, people ask me all the time like, "Would you do it again?" You know, now that you know you can like take online classes and seminars and learn from each other, it's like, yeah, I, I I've definitely in that time of my life needed that experience. I needed oh, to yeah. be you know like nothing can compare to like just being with creative people and like learning together. And that's, I mean, I learned how to light there. I learned how I mean, to, I got better at the dark room there. Like. I would have never done commercial photography or learned it if I hadn't gone there. You know, the, the professors were incredible. I mean, I'm I'm happy I went.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel the same way. Awesome experience. Just being around that kind of creativity 24-7 is an overwhelming and, like, uh, unreplaceable experience. Uh, a lot of people ask me, you know, if it's worth going to photography school. And, I mean, you, mm. Hallmark was a fairly unique one in the sense that it's one-year program, super super uh you know nonstop. it's every day you know eight to five you know for a full year straight it's super condensed uh but if you're looking to go into commercial photography you know photography school might not be for everybody and everyone's career path but just to have that experience with that kind of you know high-end equipment and industry leading uh you know gear and stuff like that it's it's kind of irreplaceable um but, yeah, if you're going to fine art photography and things like that, you know, school might not be the direction you want to go in because, uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff is a little harder to teach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. But coming from coming from like the, the not photography school crew over here, <laughs> um, I, uh, <laughs> I I really wish I could, you know, dedicate a full year to something like that. You know what I mean? To learn. Like I know the, you know, I know the exposure triangle and all that stuff, you know, I know I know the bare bones basics, but yeah. I run solely on feel and I wish you know, I wish there was a little more refinement in my, you know, in my work and in my photography and stuff like that because you know, we could all use a box around us at sometimes. You know, they always yeah. tell you to kind of like go outside of that and whatever, but I'm all outside of that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you need to you need to define the box before you can yeah we can yeah go
3: yeah, outside you know. it, yeah exactly exactly.
0: <laughs> so then Dan, a couple years after that, we met not at photography school at another fellow Hallmark graduate. He yes Jeremy Jer- Saffer. Jeremy Saffer went the same. We were friends. He went my year, so that's how okay. I know him. We were we yeah. were buddies that year, and he does real. I don't know if he still does. He still do them
2: the the classes. I- don't know if he does. I've I haven't spoken to him. We, we stay fairly in touch through like the internet and stuff like that here yeah. and there. But I haven't seen him post anything about classes. But that was actually during my time at Hallmark. Oh so no I way! Was, I was currently going mm-hmm. to school there. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, it was a it was a class on music photography. Yeah, music and a seminar promotional on music photography, which shooting. is something I was very interested in while I was in college and kind of pursued pretty steadily for a good six years or so after that.
0: Yeah, I take. pursued it for a good portion of my career as well. I like, think the last, I just shot a band recently, probably about a year ago now. That was the last like band promotional thing that I did, and I was like, "Wow, this still is fun. This is really what I like." Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, haven't taken much work like that recently. I will if friends and stuff ask, yeah. but in terms of like live photography, yeah, it doesn't really. I don't know. I guess I just
3: burnt myself out on it yeah. so much. And it just seems like there's so many rules to the whole live. I mean, I've never shot other than like, you know, basement shows and stuff like that. I've never like actually gone to a club with my camera. Okay. Just because I always hear, you know, there's like a three song rule. Yeah. You can't do this. You can't do that. Like that just does not sound appealing to me whatsoever.
0: I I used to submit to an online magazine. That's how I got my um, photo passes. And it was Mm. a cool, it was a cool, you know, I didn't get paid, obviously, but it was cool to like, you got your photo pass, you got your... Your two tickets, so you got like a ticket for yourself and a plus one, mm-hmm. and then you know you, you got to go on the pit for the first three songs, and like yeah, this really really fun, but it's also stressful for me because I'm like not that big, I'm like <laughs> small, so like the, I, <laughs> I had to think of that. Yeah, I had to like <laughs> literally like be like you know the big guys with their giant cameras. I okay, I'm here though, just watch. Like well, I'll get out of <laughs> the way, but please don't hit elbow me in the head. Like I want to get hurt. Yeah.
2: Um, it was one of those things, like, I I came up from being, you know, I was in, like, a metal band back in the mm. day. and yes, uh, me too. You know, like, yes. I came up, I've been going to shows over half my life now. Yeah. Same so here. when I started picking up photography, it was kind of natural to, to merge the two. You know, like, that's where I would be on a Friday night. You mm-hmm. know, I might as well bring my camera. And that's kind of what got me into photography in general was just like, yeah. oh, this is something, you know, I'm still involved with the music industry, just on a different side of Mm -hmm. things. And I, like I said, I pursued it for a long time. I got a pretty good, you know, I was pretty well recognized in the specific genres of like pop punk and stuff like that I was shooting, but I kind of got out before it got even too crazy. Like now it's so oversaturated. Yeah, Yeah. I still have a ton of friends who are, are still, you know, in the music photography realm and, you know, absolute more power to them they do awesome work. But it's so much now, like, I, I go to concerts now and you see 15 people in the photo pit and I'm yeah. just happy I'm not there. Yeah. And and on top of that, photo rules and things like that for the concerts have gotten so far mm-hmm. into the absurd, like, you know, where you having to sign contracts before you do these that say you Yum. don't own any of the images. So oh, yeah. I got out before that was, like, more commonplace, but absolutely no way don't don't sign away your copyright no, no. way <laughs> unless the There's... paycheck is right do yeah. not yeah. do yeah. not even think about it cuz that's all you have you know yeah
0: and usually they want you to sign away your rights and then with a zero paycheck so it's like yeah. um i don't think so
2: yeah it's unbelievable that people people do that but again people now in that industry there's a big problem with people just, you know, signing away their images for access, you know, right. the exchange of your work for, for just access to take it. Oh, yeah. Man. And you know, it, it's a zero sum game.
0: Yeah. That happens like in my career with like the set work. It's like, well, we have all these big names, I mean, the, the, the budget, we don't have, a, it's like, I, I don't care who is, like, yeah. it's my job either way, whether it's a known actor or a not known actor, it's like, I still deserve to be paid for my services, but that's another topic we don't need to go into uh, right now.
1: That's
3: such a topic. <laughs> yeah. Man, I just, I hear you talking about giving, you know, giving your cards over and stuff like, I just, I i am not, I've said it many of times on this podcast, I just, That's why, I mean, I guess that's why we talk about personal work a lot on this podcast is because it keeps us sane. Well, I I just, it's, it's gotta be devastating at times. Like when you know that there's like shots that you've taken that are like the one, you know, like I've always, like, how do you, how do you not edit that photo? Like, how do (laughs) you not, I mean, uh, 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 I don't even know. It's making my stomach and head hurt. There's uh, like, I have some,
0: some really awesome photos of like decent names as far as celebrities go. And I'm like, I just want to put them out. Like, I want to show my work. And it's like, I can't till at least till like with that industry, it's like when you have to wait till the movie comes out and then the actors have to approve what stills they want.
2: Yeah. That's a whole different. So like, I've
0: been just like not even doing it because it's like, I don't want to get in trouble. Number one. And like, yeah, but it's crazy. But it is frustrating.
3: Can you go back later in time and do, you know, you're, you're doing your like memoirs or whatever or your your final book of your day. Do I, you get to like put those pictures in when you're like 90?
0: I, I hope so. Or, There's a lot of like still photographer. Like I just recently purchased. I have to find it actually. Um, Like the last days of um, Jerry Seinfeld. His show, mm. uh, oh, wow. Seinfeld, and the—I mean—the the work from that photographer is like incredible, and he made a book. So I'm sure, like through the proper channels, you can get approved for something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I hope so because that's like my ultimate check
3: list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's like you know, like Annie Leibovitz and stuff like that. She has her—I I don't know why I'm blanking on the name of these books right now, but like when. <laughs> You know, it's just kind of like a sum up of your career. Like I, you better be able to use those at some point. I mean, you made the photograph. Like yeah, Yeah, I'm
2: sure it sure comes down to just having your, like you said, the proper channels of just Mm -hmm. you know getting approvals through these agencies or you know approvals from. I'm sure she has fair game of of whatever she wants over Vanity Fair. You know, like I'm sure she's Mm -hmm. writing her own terms for that. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Since we're talking about personal work, I know. I mean, we've talked about this. On the podcast recently, I just did a zine, which was really fun. I mean, Timothy, you have your YouTube channel and your zines as well. Whether it's like a website or a blog or a photo series, um, I think it's really important that, like we said, keep ourselves sane by doing these things. So, Dan, can you talk about your rangefinder diaries and the projects you have going on
2: for our listeners? Yeah, no, that's actually a perfect segue from school because that's where it began uh, while I was attending Hallmark, uh, funny enough, you were mentioning that you learned so much through the dark room and things like that. My year at the school, two thousand nine through two thousand ten, was the first year they stopped teaching Don't film. Break inspired. my heart. No. You just broke my no, heart. No, no. Yeah, right. it was. It was right around the year. It was when the the five D Mark II came out. So mm-hmm. all the students we each got for the year, uh, Mamiya six four five AFD two with uh, a leaf app that's 22 back on it, digital Jeez. back. And we each got a uh, 5D Mark II. And wow. instead of, because they used to, the first section of the year was teaching film. Yeah. So yep. you, because you'd have people from all walks of life, you know, other countries, all, you know, different spans of advanced to beginner photographers and starting out everyone on film. It's kind of like zeroing the scale. Right. And this, that year was the first year they didn't do that. So they kind of just handed everyone a 5D Mark II. And was like, here, like, shoot all you want like there's no no expense there's no you know you can kind of have a little more freedom to experiment more but I think it 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 lost a lot of that because you know by having the film it's just a nice experience to kind of see like the origins of photography and kind of like where these things that you're going to learn later in the year come from because you know everything in digital is coming from you know like ISO is like ASA and just learning those things on a more you
3: know well I hate to say analog
2: but analog (laughs) level (laughs) you know
3: I just feel like it's, it's, that's, that's so sad because you yeah. know 36 exposures is, is a, is a great little bracket to keep mm-hmm. yourself in when you first start learning, because it's so easy to bust, you know, 1500 photos, just taking a walk around the block because yeah. you're taking, you know, eight multiple photos of the same Ex- thing.
2: Exactly. And you're not really learning, uh, you're not really learning as much as you would when you have to kind of whittle yourself down to a very yes, finite exactly. amount, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And it was it was kind of funny. So during that time, it actually, the the anniversary just passed, but it was in November of 2009. I was like, you know, very still fresh into school, but kind of bogged down with assignment work for class and, you know, having very specific, you know, things like, oh, I need to shoot a product shot of a certain thing that has a, you know, reflective metals or everything was very finite. And yeah. I kind of... I just felt like I was losing what photography felt for me, you know, Mm -hmm. like kind of losing that spark of why I I, I, like, I was never interested in shooting silverware or, you know, glassware. (laughs) And so it was valuable, valuable (laughs) lessons, but not something that was like really uh, revving me up in terms of like what I was interested in. So, uh, and I was also never one, I hate, hate, hate lugging around my DSLR. I've had friends in school. We'd go into the city. They all have their 5d slung over their shoulder And mine would just stay in the bag. I hate it's just big and bulky, and it just doesn't do anything for me. It's it's a tool, and yeah, that's kind of how it's always been for me. For that, it's just been a tool that creates a a result. And I know that's pretty, you know, it's not (laughs) the way I should be looking at things. It's not a productive (laughs) way of looking at it. But it's just, you know, these are images that when you can shoot a thousand of them, it feels a little disposable.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. So what I did was I was like, oh, you know, like. I remember shooting film, like, way, way back, like, on a little 110 cameras back in the day that my parents gave me to mess around with. Of, you know, I actually found those pictures semi-recently of, like, pictures nice. of my <laughs> you know, my dad's old boat and, like, yeah. pictures of, like, my friends in their house and just really kind of cheesy throwaway stuff. But I was like, you know, I'm going to get a little film camera, something that's small and I can just throw on my shoulder with no, like, weight to it or, you know, just something I can have on me without any kind of inconvenience because that's always been a thing for me if, if it's gonna be inconvenient for me to like take my camera out and then check the settings and turn it on and then take the picture i'm not gonna take the picture right yeah. so i bought a little Canonet ql 17 on ebay it, it was like 60 uh it had no light seal left in it <laughs> uh, it had like a school's serial number engraved in the bottom and i basically said i was like you know i i need to keep pushing myself to shoot you know, I'm going to post to uh, what's now the rangefinderdiaries.com simple Tumblr page that I started way back. And I would post a new photo every day. So I would have to shoot about at least one role per month. You know, it's not a huge undertaking. It's just something I have to do. And, you know, once you set that obligation, it really helped me continue shooting and Looking back on some of my early, early stuff, it's, you know, pictures I shot while driving down the highway in my car or, you know, uh, just stuff, things around like, oh, this fire escape looks interesting, you know, stuff when you're the kind of stuff. Most people shoot when you're just starting out in photography, like you kind of start looking at everything through this new lens of you start noticing light and you start noticing, you know, shadow and and unique architecture and it was just kind of like one of those things like, I guess now is a good example. And what I still kind of do to this day is instead of taking the picture with my phone, sometimes I'll learn to take the picture with my with my film camera instead.
3: Mm, and love
2: that. It, yeah, and like I said, uh, just to fast forward a bit, I started that November, mid November of 2009. And it just hit its eight year anniversary and it's it's still something that you know is it's still updating um back cataloged at this point because i've been shooting so much the past couple years that it's probably a good six months back cataloged but you know it got to some points where i was really feeling uninspired or really feeling like under motivated and there were stretches of time where i would have to you know get myself out the door and go take pictures and uh, honestly, I could say, like, this has been a single vein that's run through my entire photography career has been this consistent, uh, you know, project. And I can honestly say, yeah, it's it's probably the reason I'm still a photographer now, like almost 10 years later. That's wow. the best. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, uh, I think I sort of do sort of the same thing. I think the idea of, like, posting one photo a day mm-hmm. is, is really kind of, like, what keeps you kind of creative and, like, okay, well, I have to shoot because I'm running out of photos. Like... I don't have anything. I won't have anything to post if I don't go shoot something. <laughs> yeah, and, and just just like I do it on my film. Um, I have an Instagram that I just post film photos on, mm-hmm. and I think even like like showcasing like one image at a time is something like you know you look at your work and you're like I would never do anything with this photo. It would never mm-hmm. n- nothing would ever happen to it, and just like having it as a standalone like this is today's photo. It makes it more interesting in a way. I don't know if I'm like like articulating that correctly. Yeah, I
2: mean. <laughs> I, I, I get that, because it's kind of like, uh, even if there's not necessarily a direction to the photo, it's still adding to a bigger series. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it it's still, it makes sense in the grand scheme of your project, and that's, uh, you know, that's super important, and that that's something I've kind of struggled with for a long time, too, and only within the past couple years have been shooting more towards series and sh- having specific ideas, but... Yeah, the Rangefinder Diary stuff, it's become more of an exercise. Yeah. Uh it doesn't have a huge following. It's you know, there's a, a pretty there's an okay amount of like organic growth that I've just had of me posting consistent stuff for eight years. Yeah, that's so <laughs> awesome. It's, it's <laughs> not you know, it's not crazy, but like, you know, it's it's something I can look at and not really care about if it has any notes or anything like that. It's just legitimately an exercise that you can just keep posting on. And now with Instagram too and since I moved up from the suburbs into Jersey City, you know, I'm always out shooting. There's always stuff to shoot in New York. So I've been shooting a lot more than I ever have. That's great. But I think it's still important to keep that no matter how back cataloged, you know, the queue is, just consistency is, you know, once you fall out of that, you can, it's a pretty slippery slope into just yeah. not shooting. Yeah.
0: And I really like the idea of like, take a with your phone, take it mm-hmm. with your camera too. Like just since oh, yeah. you just said that, I was like, I'm gonna actually start doing that. I'm gonna start like whatever I think I want to take a photo of with my phone. Um, also take it with the camera.
2: Yeah, I mean, and and the project has it's grown beyond, uh, you know, rangefinders. You know, it started with the little QL17. Uh, I had a like a M6 for a while. Oh, we were uh, just talking
0: about the like M6, oh, yeah,
2: theme- yeah, and we right? were just
0: like, oh, I want that so bad.
2: <laughs> I that was my golden camera for years, and then I finally bought one. And I just felt like I didn't use it enough. By the time I like was able to afford one, I, my shooting style had changed a little bit and Mm -hmm. I started leaning more towards uh, like pro compacts and autofocus stuff. But for a long time I was shooting with the uh, Olympus Stylus Epic. Yeah. You know, it's just so light and so easy to just stick in your shirt pocket or your pants pocket. And yeah, like, like I said, it's, you know, instead of whipping out my phone to take a picture of certain of something I can, you know, then just grab it with the, with the film camera now with Instagram, it's a little different. Uh, I'll use my digital – all my Instagram now for the past over two years now is just film. Yeah. So everything uh-huh. on my Instagram is all film photos, uh, and I post daily to that too. It's kind of now it's like it's become my like rangefinder diaries two, Part two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, <laughs> the more like the keeper keeper shots end up on my yeah. Instagram because it's now become universally more of a portfolio. Right. Uh, but yeah, if I see stuff like walking around that's just silly stuff on my phone. I use Instagram stories, which I love.
1: Yeah. And that's great for (laughs) behind the
2: scenes stuff, just, you know, stuff you see on the street. You know, there are times I'm out of the house without a film camera on me, regrettably. Worst feeling
0: ever. ever.
2: It's still, (laughs) you're still capturing that moment. But yeah, I like that you can kind of throw something up for 24 hours and it's, it's something to keep things going that might stray from the larger picture of like, of the Instagram, you know? Right. So if there's anything that's not portfolio worthy or, you know, stuff that I want to, you know, promote out to the world en masse, like Instagram stories is perfect for that.
1: Yeah,
3: it is. It's great. Just doing like because I do the YouTube video stuff and I would love to do daily videos on YouTube. That would be like the the end goal of everything. But, you know, that is impossible with working a full time job (laughs) and, you know, being an adult. (laughs) But um, having Instagram stories is kind of a little, you know vlogging or blogging device it's it's awesome where that has come like mm-hmm. where, where like it is and what we what what the I mean there's people doing like full you know Instagram story videos like that's their job is they that's, shoot yeah that's you know, they shoot I, I've seen like I was watching some tutorials on that and there's people that shoot you know they shoot their camera what is it vertically yeah they shoot like their DSLR video vertically so it fits in the Instagram story <laughs> so you still have like the great quality of like oh, an ESLR a DSLR or yeah, know, an awesome kind
2: oh that kind of makes me cringe though just yeah. knowing it uh, oh yeah video oh, for stuff, sure
3: it's
2: yes uh, t- tilting a DSLR to take that just kind of makes mm-hmm. my insides churn a little bit yeah. that's right like. <laughs> when
3: I was when I was watching the video of them doing that I was just like oh oh how do, oh. yeah Uh,
0: (laughs) we've gone too far we've gone too far Mm. back go back
3: (laughs) but it's just nuts like what it's just endless like endless opportunity and things to do on instagram stories and and uh, i wanted to touch on too when you were talking about your daily photo leading up to my book release uh this was like 2015 or something like that i did Mm -hmm. a i called it the what was it photo of the day so p-o-t-d it was like a photo of the day. I released one photo. It was like a a B sides of my book. It would, you know, kind of the photos that didn't quite make the cut, or like a different angle of the photo that made it into my book. Um, Okay, I would do I mean, you can look back on my website and the archives, like if you go back way, way, way back, I, I think it's still all there. I would put the picture up, you know, and then have a story about, you know, me going out and shooting that photo, like kind of what it it was an awesome exercise, and it was a great for, like, the memory. It was a nice little, like, diary of, you know, of my work and stuff like that. Like, having a daily upload is oh, yeah. kind of, it is, is great to look back on. And... I think it's
2: remarkably important just to even yes, be able yes. to look back, and it's a little humbling in a way to see, like, where you've come from, oh, uh, yeah, how far you've, yeah. you've advanced, or even sometimes I've gone through, uh, I did a recent kind of full website you know, redo a couple Mm -hmm. about probably a little over a year ago now, but I dug through everything I'd shot since even a little bit before college and found some photos I took that I didn't think about or care about at the time. But like fits what I'm shooting now.
3: Right. And came out with some
2: like portraits that I really enjoyed that I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't think much about this now but it really kinda resonates a little more. It's really funny how that
0: how that happens. Like you oh, yeah. could like hate something for forever and then like revisit it <laughs> yeah. with like new eyes and just be like, damn, this wasn't so bad after all. What was my problem? And it's yeah. like showcasing it with what you're doing. Like you said, I think it's really good like a good idea to always – I mean I'm overdue but like change your website mm-hmm. uh, like as often as you – not as you can but like more often than I do because I haven't done it in forever. Um, <laughs> just to like, like reevaluate your style and your look and everything.
2: Yeah. I think well, that's I one mean, of the really it- – you know, when you're shooting for years, you know, uh, your, your own personal taste changed, global taste changed. There's photography trends, uh, for better and worse. Yes. I was going to say that (laughs) stuff you you do, you know, may fall into different categories like later down the line. So yeah, it's just having that huge catalog of, of your past work is, you know, even just for quick inspiration, you Mm -hmm. know, you can go back and find old photo ideas and, You know, it's great to be able to pull from your own back catalog, you know, then create new work from it.
3: Kind of on the other end of that, like not so much online, like as an online thing, but I started doing this about a year ago. I started printing, I have like a really, really cheapo $40 printer from Walmart. I think I got it on like a a sale day or something like that. And I print out four by sixes on really cheap Kodak paper, every roll of film, like every roll of film that I shoot. I print out the 4x6s. Oh, the, that's wild. <laughs> of the, yeah, it's 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 expensive. I mean, not really that expensive because the paper's like, I can I get like 400 sheet, 400 4x5 four for 8 bucks or something like that. The only thing that gets kind of costly is the printer ink, but I shoot all black and white, so I'm not really buying a lot of color. But I print all these 4x6s out and keep them, I don't know if you guys can see, I keep them in these. these in the uh, binders back there? Yeah, they're just cool? like leather-binded photo albums that hold 400 prints each and it's just it's it's another way of kind of just like going back and revisiting and seeing you know like you were saying like i i found some pictures in there for this i i'm i'm hoping to get a book out by spring yeah i'm really trying to like kind of narrow it down because it's i'm going four different directions with this thing and i'm trying to really figure out which one it is that i want to go you know And I'm, and I'm looking back at all this old stuff and I'm finding photos that I just, just kind of tossed away. I was like, man, this is, this is crap. (laughs) Yeah. This isn't, I don't know what I was thinking when I was taking this shot, but it, it, it kind of all just ties into the story of what's going on now. So it's, it's just another way to look. I, I love like stepping back and, and not being so connected to my computer because I feel like that's why, you know, we don't really take the time to absorb the photographs when we take them because we're in such like a disposable yeah. world slash generation of you know I mean? like, it's
2: just <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely
3: super chaotic and now 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 and it's just nice to kind of just grab a handful of my binders and like grab my coffee and just sit out the kitchen table and like flip through and just be like oh yeah i remember that that was cool like <laughs> yeah. what why didn't i keep this photo why didn't i post this one this would have been awesome like yeah. I don't know. I mean, even
2: it, that's part of why I love film in general is it's kind of the delayed gratification you get mm-hmm. after shooting a role and then the time between finishing it and then getting it back or even the time between taking that photo and then finally seeing it. And, you know, sometimes it'll take me a month to go through a roll of film if I'm feeling particularly if I'm busy doing other stuff or other yeah. work or or just feeling particularly uninspired. But you know, if you take like 3 weeks to shoot a roll and then you get it back, you're like you can relive those 3 weeks again like It's within... the best
0: when you like forget what's on the roll. I'm like I don't know what's oh, on 100%.
3: here. 100%. I have no that idea what's on this roll.
0: <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh yeah. These came out great."
3: Since I develop my own film all the time, like I it's so quick the turnaround's yeah. just like <laughs> I finish the roll. I I develop it. It's I'm scanning it in two hours. You that know should what I mean? be your so I,
0: your your next challenge, Timothy. Shoot a roll and then leave it.
3: Oh, that's what I was <laughs> just gonna say. That's that's what I've been doing lately. I have a I I only allow myself to develop two rolls a week now of personal stuff. Oh, wow, you man. know, unless it's like needed. Unless like I know there's something on there yeah. that needs to be out. But um just like i just posted those lomography 800 shots and like that was shot about 3 or 4 weeks ago and man going back and seeing that
0: those came out great by the way
3: oh thank
0: you you you, were, you weren't <laughs> kidding about that film stock i was like oh, this is what he's talking about it's it's so like timothy it's so you mm, like if you're if you were, were going to shoot is. a color film if cuz yeah. you, you you know you're a black and white guy like this is mm. the one i feel like
3: it's but, just so dingy like yeah. i like how like <laughs> dark and it, it you know it's it's just it's got this greenish black tone to it that I mm, I, yeah, just I, inter- love it.
2: I recently shot a roll of uh superior 800 and oh, after not yeah. shooting it for a while and just really happy with the results and I have two rolls of Superior 1600 and a roll of Natura 1600. I have yet yeah. to shoot the
0: – I have like two rolls of the Natura 1600 in my Ooh. fridge. One of my,
2: one of my friends brought a roll uh, – two rolls home for me from Japan. And uh, oh. um, I've been like kind of holding out on shooting it. But I, I really should just go for it. And, and I feel like I'm, I'm not outside at
3: night enough yeah. these days. Mm. <laughs> See, that's a, I, I always walk home from work and I usually get off, you know, closer to midnight. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's the perfect time for it for Cine still, And I'm really trying to push myself to shoot more color because I I just I see in black and white. Like, that's just kind of my thing. I yeah, want It's It's funny. I'm the complete opposite. Me too. I, I
2: me too. I was just going to say five rolls of black and white in my entire life. Yeah.
0: I, uh, oh, wow. like Timothy, we, we had this like funny thing that kind of just like happened naturally. Like he's trying to yeah. shoot more color and I'm trying to shoot more black and white. And like our <laughs> listeners, like, did you guys, are you doing it on purpose? And I was like, no, no. <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> too funny. It's
3: cool though. It, it's a good exercise and, and like, you know, kind of shooting things that you don't normally shoot. And, right. And, and then you get to find something too that, you know, you didn't think you would really enjoy that much, and now, yeah. like, all I want to do is shoot that Lomo 800, and <laughs> and and I'm going to. I'm going uh, to start shooting luckily, it
0: luckily that Lomography Lum- is still making that film because Dan and I oh, were just, yeah. we were taught before we started recording about the uh, Lumography F2 400 that I've mentioned oh.
1: on
2: the show before. Yeah. That
0: it's what we have in our fridge is all we have.
2: It's done so, after that a little a little tip on that stuff I know you said I, have you been shooting it at 400 speed yeah okay so i i shot a roll that at first I was a like kind of bummed because it it's non-dx coded so you, yeah. I needed to shoot it through a camera that I could adjust the uh, the, oh. uh you know the iso so I shot it at 400 speed on my contacts g2 yeah I shot on my and, G1 yeah I took it out to uh at a wedding in mom oh no
0: I'm sorry my it's i have it in my g1 right now my first okay. roll was through my
2: Canon AE1. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I took it out to Montauk, to a wedding I had out there. And I, you know, shot some cool shots of, you know, it, it renders skies beautifully, blue skies. It renders skin tone amazing. But it was a little too grainy. Actually, it was a lot of too grainy for me in the shadows. Oh. And I, I'm not someone who really loves the grain. Like, I like film to be as clear as, yeah. as possible for the most part. Mm-hmm. I That's go through phases I, with that learned over time like personally I don't shoot expired film too much I don't shoot some of the weird like red scale films or anything like that yeah shooting film is more of a workflow thing for me it's just it keeps me from overshooting it keeps me a little more particular and it keeps me from focusing on the moment rather than perfection right yes so you know I don't love the whole like the fine art side of like oh I'm like kind of how like what Lomography was originally based on like loving the imperfections is what makes the photo yeah I've kind of distanced myself from that lately uh, with some of the work I've been doing, but so it's just a little too grainy for me. And I was also bummed that I can't put it in, you know, any of my point and shoots. Mm -hmm. My buddy who actually works at Lomo in, in New York, he was like, Oh no, put it in your contacts uh, T2 and shoot it at 100 speed. He goes, you're, you're going to love it. Okay. And I'm like, okay. So I put a roll in my contacts T2 and I, it took me a while to shoot it. Cause I'm like, uh, I don't shoot a hundred speed film much. I'm usually always yeah, at 400.
3: That's a tough one.
2: Yeah. Cause normally yeah. I'm like, I'm out during the day or if it, you know, it takes me like a couple, sometimes, you know, some time to get through a roll. Right. Yeah. If I'm at a hundred speed, like I shot Ektar for a long time. And uh, you know, when you're at hundred speed, it, it you can't stretch that from day into night, and no. a lot of times my stuff is you know I'm out all day, and it just took me a while to cut through it. And then I shot some of the my fashion week photos, just trying to finish the roll. And I got the photos back, and they are no joke the most beautiful <gasps> stock I've uh, ever shot in my life. Uh, it, do you do you put keeps, this stuff on your website? Because I want to go like look. I could definitely yeah, <laughs> uh, there's some of it up there. Any I'd have to show you exactly, but the stuff okay. that is just like luminously golden. <laughs> is shot with that and in no joke it, it rendered skin tone amazingly to begin with but shot at 100 speed it eliminates all the grain in the shadows interesting but still it's shot at 100 but processed normally like i had it processed through a standard you know yeah. c41 automatic machine yeah and scan normally everything just as you would no joke it's the most beautiful skin tones i've ever seen on any film it's such a good uh, film yeah like I would say it's it's like medium format level yeah. like resolution. It's fantastic. I was fantastic.
0: like a crazy person. Like anytime anybody had a role, I was like emailing people, "How much? How much? How
2: much?" I, I, I need. I feel need like more. I'm I'm bummed that I didn't do that and fought you for it because I would have. <laughs> like I, I got those photos back like too late and yeah I have eight rolls left and I'm I have like t- like twenty I think Ugh. close to twenty
1: yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean but, yeah it's. Uh, that stuff is fantastic and it's such an interesting thing uh that they and the the story behind it yeah yeah but yeah that film shoot it at 100 speed My stick next. it in your Yashica and take some portraits with it out in the daylight it'll blow you away Ugh! I can't and wait
3: now I really want to try this film I want to <laughs> well I know someone who has 20 rolls yeah of I was gonna say yeah, don't yeah. look at me <laughs>
0: don't look at me uh-uh it's mine <laughs> awesome Fine. Gotta love Lomography, though. Yeah. Just for yeah, stuff like really that, you know, stuff. so good.
3: I met somebody recently on. Uh, it, no, no, no. It was a customer that that comes into my restaurant. They they were just like, oh, we know you do photography and stuff like that. They brought me a box full of Lomo 120 film, like oh, every awesome. kind of Lomo. Yeah, like two packs of each kind. Yes. I mean, they're all expired 2012, but shit, I don't care. Yeah. I love <laughs> that stuff. <laughs> I'm a nitty gritty kind of guy. So it's. Oh it's, yeah. It's so fun. there we go. It's perfect for you then. Awesome we got to talk about your book.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, No Invite series. Ooh, I like that Volume name. 2 just like came that. out in October.
0: I guess, can you give our listeners, like, the backstory of that and, like, what it, what it's all about? So, from
2: a pretty young age, I was always kind of interested in, in fashion. Uh, there was a station. It was kind of a little bit one step above public access, but growing up in New Jersey, we used to get these stations called uh, the Metro Network, and it was always, like, stuff around the city, and they'd have weird, quirky interviews and, like, you know... Mark Ramone eating pizza on St. Mark's place. And it was always kind of kitschy New York stuff, but they would always broadcast the the New York Fashion Week shows, the runway shows. And I was always like oddly mesmerized by it. I absorbed a lot more of that information than I like originally would have thought, but just always something that's piqued my interest of just like this whole, you know, the whole city kind of turns itself over to Fashion Week for a week, twice a year. And it's something I'd always thought about going up and, and, you know, checking out. And then it wasn't until I finally moved to Jersey city, which, you know, it's like a 10 minute bus trip uh, into New York city for me. Yeah, You're just like across the river, right? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I can finally check out fashion week. And Uh. what, it was actually really funny. I'm coming up on my two year anniversary of living up here in February, but when I moved here, it was literally the week before fashion week was starting. So I was like, Oh, I, I gotta go out and check it out. I gotta, I gotta see what's going on. It was, brutally cold like 15 degrees oh, no. wind chill. and i'm like didn't even know where to start i'm walking around soho like asking stores like where's fashion week happening <laughs> and funny enough looking back on it i had the address of skylight uh which is like the main location they do a lot of the like they churn the shows out like there's three runaways there and the address i had for it was on the opposite side of the building where the entrance was, the main entrance. And I like went home. I was like, oh, it's too cold. I'm just going to go home. There's nothing to happen here. And if I had just walked around the block, I would have like found of where it course. was happening. But so that first February was just a total wash. I kind of forgot about the whole idea until the following September, when spring-summer was happening. I was coming out of the Whitney Uh, museum and just kind of walking down the street and i passed by milk gallery uh well milk studios milk gallery and there was a party going on for fashion week and i'm like oh crap okay uh that's so cool already (laughs) and yeah and it was just kind of like a pop-up thing a free event but they had all different like ton of young people uh dressed like complete absurd like as much as you can think of like craziness. oh yeah yeah oh yeah and there were like free drinks and you know like people were selling clothes and it was just like a cool thing of like a happening you know so I walk in I probably have about uh, like oh I had my G1 with me at the time my first G2 was broken uh still need to get that fixed uh, I ended up just buying another G2 (laughs) (laughs) I still have the broken one but yeah so I had my G1 around my neck with a flash and I was just like these people are super interesting I I should just ask if I could take their picture and that that's kind of what I started doing and it was one of those things like most people have is that anxiety of asking a stranger if you could take their photo Mm, and it's a tough one Yeah, and it was one of those things, so since it was Fashion Week, everyone was dressed up practically begging me to take their photo. Like, yeah, was there looking to be seen. So that kind of barrier was dissolved. So I was able, with the help of like six gin and tonics, uh, (laughs) able to, like, I just started asking people if I could take the picture, and they were overwhelming yes, for the most part. I think one person out of 50 people I photographed said no. Wow. And it just kind of left me with this good sample of you know these portraits I didn't really yeah. know what to do with them too much um I hadn't put a book out I would put out some previous books beforehand the year before I would put out a, a book on its road trip I did from New Jersey to Oregon nice uh, but I didn't you know moving to a new place and then kind of not having the money to just put some new stuff out but still working on shooting for series I was doing little like oh new neighborhood series 20 photos of stuff from you know walking distance of my new apartment or I did one on you know Trump's election and I you cool. know with the protests <laughs> around that. Yeah. Uh I did another one on a trip I took to Massachusetts and just like learning to shoot more details. Yeah. You know, telling a story. And yes. that was a, a whole new thing for me. But I was doing all these things on my website and not putting out any physical. And I was really feeling kinda, you know, putting out a book or putting out a zine. It's just having something physical that's a, a completed idea in your hands is such a nice feeling. And I oh, man. Yes. recommend everyone do it from large to small scale. Mm-hmm. Just go do it. But I didn't really do anything with these images. I didn't even post them online too much. But I had this set of portraits. Fast forward then to like February of this year was fall winter fashion week. And again, totally blew it on dates and remembering it was happening. And I ended up I'm like, oh, I'm off this day. I'm going to go check out the Yeezy season five event at uh pier 59 (laughs) and i go out there again it's like cold but there's a ton of people and after the show was over security didn't really care like they were keeping everyone away from the front before the show started but afterwards it was kind of fair game yeah and all these models came out the front door uh a bunch of rappers uh you know like anna wintour was there and i was just i had my contacts t2 with me great i was just snapping photos of these people on the street and uh really kind of getting the street style stuff that's yeah i love i love
0: the look of the the g1 and g2 with the flash it's kind it's almost like the yashika t4 everybody take a drink that look is just
2: yeah the flash placement isn't my favorite on the the g2 just because it's directly over the lens sideways i like the diagonal look of the t2 and the the yashika t4 but I had the little T2 out and everyone else is on the street with their big, you know, DSLRs yeah. with the 70 oh, yeah. to 200. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of just like oh, more unassuming and I walk up to people and just like, oh, like, can I grab your shot and, you know, take a picture? And it's more, it's less about the fashion and more about the attitude a little yeah. bit for me. And it's, it's more like I'm interested in photographing interesting people. More so much than like, other oh, wearing some absurd, you know, clothing or eight jackets or something. <laughs> and, but yeah, so like I got photos of like Daphne Gromville, uh Ducky Thought, like all these big, uh, Georgia Fowler, who mm-hmm. was just asked to, I think she's actually uh, a Victoria's Secret Angel now, like wow. a year later. She's actually the cover of the first book. But That's great. No kidding. Awesome. What was cool was after I had those photos, I was like, I have these other portraits I took, you know, a few months earlier. And that rounded out like a a complete series. Mm -hmm. So the first book of No Invite was kind of uh, a means to an end in a way. Uh, It was just like, here, this completes the series. This is, you know, a completed idea finally together in something physical. And my goal for this year was to put out two books. And now with the second one, (laughs) I I hit that goal. Yes. So satisfying. But the whole premise of the book No Invite is because Coming from a music background, I've, you know, especially going like punk shows and stuff like that, it's always been if you can't get it through the proper channels, you get it through the improper channels. Right. And, yeah, uh, you know, sneaking in. So the whole book is, you know, I don't know who within the fashion industry to contact. I didn't know where to even go starting out. I didn't know, you know, the, how to apply for credentials. So I just Shout found up. out where I needed to be and did it. was there. Nice. And, yeah so it, it's kind of like you no invite in. what yeah. a great
3: name for that <laughs> yeah
2: and and so fast forwarding to this past september well i i did uh, a couple shots are from men's fashion week that was relatively new in july but september at this point i probably could have found the proper channels to get into these places or apply for you know uh some some runway shows and things like that yeah I kind of threw caution to the wind. and was just like, it, it's more fun not to, and just keep yeah. with the theme. Mm-hmm. And th- it's funny how this week went. I was on top of my game. I'm like, had it in my calendar. This is going to happen. Uh, you know, I'm going to hit the streets every day and just shoot, shoot, shoot. And then all this other work popped up. Oh, uh, this event work, assisting gigs, Ugh. stuff I couldn't turn down. Cause I have to pay things like rent. And oh, I was like, oh, so I can either call the whole week a wash or, I could just bust my ass. And yeah. what I ended up doing was I, I'd assist all day, come home, make dinner, and then go out again. Which is like the hardest thing on the planet for me. Is like once I'm in, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would just find fashion parties or certain runway shows that were happening, you know, later in the night. And it ended up being a really cool collection of images. So a lot of it shot at night. A lot of it shot in parties. But the the actual daylight photos were taken across two days of the whole week. Wow! They were the wow. only two days I actually had that I could spend the entire day. That and is so awesome. It, it's just yeah, it was. Uh, I almost scrapped the whole idea. And, That's what, like and I said it. in
0: the beginning, like the importance of like committing yeah. to it too is like half the battle. Sometimes, Oh, one hundred
2: percent. And I really had to scrape the bottom of my enthusiasm barrel to, to get out. <laughs> There's and like
0: like things where you're like, I don't feel like it, but I know I'm going to be so mad I don't have these shots that I won't 100%. forgive myself. You know yeah. what I mean? And,
2: and there was one night in particular that I worked all day and then came home. And then I ended up going to the Helmut Lang show that was happening off site. It was happening like in an old like abandoned grocery store on uh, Broadway in Soho. And what was so cool about the shows that happen outside of the main location is security's a little more lax, and it's not set up like the way Skylight is. Skylight, literally anyone who's important, pulled right up to a separate entrance, get shuffled right in the door and they shuffle back out, back into their car and they're gone. Whoa. The way this was set up, since it was just kind of a normal location, people are getting just dropped on the street. So like uh, <laughs> I have a photo. You're of right like, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah like I have, I have photos of like – um Lil Yachty talking to Deb Hines and like exchanging phone numbers.
1: Oh man. Uh,
2: I have photos of, uh, you know, like some of the models from the Helmut Lang show, Slick Woods is like huge right now. And one of the funniest things she said, and it's probably going to be the intro quote of the third book when that happens (laughs) in, in in February, already planning for the third one, but she and her crew kind of went off. Uh, They got mobbed when she came out of the show and Her and a crew, like, she had people, like, big dudes blocking people from taking her photo. And it was just, like, a mob scene. After that calms down, she kind of goes down the street a little bit. I think they're waiting for, like, an Uber or something. And so she, I kind of approached them real slow and, you know, very polite. Didn't want to be another paparazzi kind of guy. Not interested in that at all. Yeah. But I walk up. I'm like, hey, like, do you mind if I grab a photo of you? Like, I know you just got mobbed. Like, do you mind? And she goes, yeah, but just one. And I'm like... That's all I need. (laughs) need. (laughs) And and I take the photo and I see like, I love that moment when you can see the flash go off in the viewfinder and you can just lock Mm -hmm. that in your memory. And she goes, Oh, you got that 35 millimeter. That's how I know you ain't a bitch. And no I'm like, what? And no I'm like, way. thank you. <laughs> like, I don't oh, know what to say to that. My Damn. God. That but, is
0: the best. Please put that quote everywhere
2: in that book. Oh my like, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, how do you respond to that? I'm just like, thank you. <laughs> oh man. But that that's something I really noticed too. Like the year previous <laughs> there weren't that many people shooting film on the street. And this year, ton of people. Like yeah. people, a lot of people had their had their um their typical DSLRs, but they had like their sidearm of. I saw someone with a Contax T3. Of course. Saw people with the Olympus Stylus. Uh, one guy actually had a a Contax TVS three, which you don't see many of. Wow. No. Uh, I almost had got a, one of those. Yeah, like a Minilux. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was cool. Like people are out there shooting film. It's the best. Uh, yeah. There were, oh my, there was one guy actually out there shooting. Uh, it was so cool. He had a. Uh, he was shooting four by five, I believe. Four by five. FP one hundred C, which you can't really, you really can't get anymore. No,
3: no, no. Uh-huh. And he
2: was shooting, yeah, peel apart instant with a view camera. Wow, and that's amazing.
3: It
2: was awesome, but yeah, it's, it's cool to see that coming back in that industry too. Because people, uh, you know, a year previous were scoffing at me like, "What are you like? What are you doing?" Yep.
3: It's coming back. Yeah. It's back. <laughs> it's not coming back. Yeah. It's back. It's back.
2: It's back. But yeah, the whole book, I think, uh, not to feed into the the Yashica T four hype pile but uh, i got one back in june i think it was a mm-hmm. june or july i think like I, a week before men's fashion week and that was the first time i really took it out and shot it did you get uh, a really good
0: deal on it too
2: oh yeah yeah i remember i asked i was like how much <laughs> 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 but uh yeah it was a deal i couldn't pass up oh. uh and honestly like i hate to say it, the camera rules but it's so good it's it's just uh it's all the quality of my t2 which is my baby um, with half the weight, yep. which is, uh, you know, unbelievable, and and the only problem is it's a little finicky. Every time I open it, it doesn't always open. I know, and then you're like, oh my god, yeah, no, please, all the time. please.
3: <laughs> Man, I need I need to get my hands on one of these.
2: I need uh, I need one. Yeah, the, it, the the prices are just astronomical. Yeah, yeah, it's it, insane, and it makes me mad because I'm like, I want a second one, and I'm like willing to pay like four hundred dollars yeah. for it, and it makes mm. me mad that I'm like willing to pay that because uh, like all of my, my I've goodness. Had four Olympus stylus Epics and I've never paid more than $10 for one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Through thrifting. I actually found a Yashika T2 at the thrift store the other nice. day for $6. Those are great too though. Oh yeah. I Again, it's still finicky too. It doesn't always yeah. fire up when it should. So I'm kind of hesitant to put a roll through it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just weird seeing this stuff that you find or come across in, in these random situations but that are now going for a ton of money. Oh, no, I was going to say my most recent favorite find of mine at the thrift store was a obnoxiously pink and gray polaroid cool cam yeah and i was at the (laughs) um the polaroid originals launch party the one that was uh uh with ryan mcginley and uh the one it was actually the last night of fashion week so i shot fashion week all day and then went to this party
0: yes how (laughs) was it it was
2: it was awesome it was cool to see i know a bunch of people who like work for impossible project that now are polaroid originals and just like yeah. the story is unbelievable that they you know did the impossible literally yeah, you yeah, know, they, yeah. they went out and they did. they now own polaroid which is bananas but i had a bunch of film from that event of the new film and i didn't have a working polaroid 600 so i found the cool cam and i've been like photographing with that a lot lately and it's so much fun i love That's it great. it
3: is awesome dude it's It's just so good to hear because I talk about, I talk about this all the time on my own little, my little anchor podcast, just kind of motivation and pushing yourself forward. And, you know, if you don't take that step, you know, you work all day. Last thing you want to do is get up, get out and go do something again and go work again. You know what I mean? Even though though that work is personal and it, it, it feeds your soul and all that stuff, it's still so hard to just, get up and go do it but when you when you do you you create pieces of work like your books yeah yeah
2: oh i know i know the exact it's it feels good once it's finished it's a lot of work until it is but once once it's done and it's in your hands it's Mm -hmm. truly it's something you're truly proud of you know it's it's like i can hand that out to people and um you know it's here's a completed idea like in a wrapped in a bow you know Yes. and that was something I was able to do. Like I said, Volume One was a means to an end. It was me trying to find a venue to put these photos together. Yeah, uh, Volume Two was shot much more purposefully. So everything in the book that's a, a two-page spread was shot horizontally. Everything that was shot for one page was shot vertically to fit the the format. And. I couldn't be happier and I had mm. so much other stuff. And like you said, you, you know, you like to post outtakes and, and different yeah. angles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff I probably had, uh, like 150 photos of what was going to go into the book. And the book is only 60 pages. Oh, so okay. I was able to kind of post a ton of stuff like outtake from my book or mm-hmm. alternate angle from my book. And it, it's a great way to kind of not give away all the images from the book. Yeah but still post a general idea of what's going to be included. And, you know, I might go down the line. Even even recently, stuff that didn't even make it into the outtakes of my book. Like, I went through the actual just rolls through my Lightroom catalog. And I'm like, wait, there's some other great photos yeah. that I should have yep. Like, yep. included. So even, you know, even within like a month, two months, like you can have those epiphany moments.
3: Yep. And it's just so cool because then you can go back and reshare. And like, I'm really trying to discipline myself and not, Give it all away on Instagram and yeah. stuff like that all the time. It's So yeah. tough because it's it is that it instant is. gratification. It 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 is. It's so hard to do. And but you know we always shoot over anyway. We always shoot yeah. extras and stuff. So I've really been trying to just share the B sides, the throwaways, mm-hmm. the stuff in it. And I mean, it's not. It's still good, good enough. You know, <laughs> I'm not trying to put like terrible pictures out there. Well, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying yeah, yeah. that. But it's just like. I don't know, man. It's just good to hear. It's good to hear the the passion, the passion burning. That's that's keeping you going, cause that's that's what we're that's what we're living for, man. Oh, like this is this is the stuff that I I wait. I don't wake up every day to go to my my nine to five or my 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 boring real job yeah i I live to to go make photos and and... yeah
2: and i mean speaking to that i've had friends uh who you know they have full-time jobs and and they're like oh i like they shoot fine art stuff and they need that full-time job to cover their their other work that might not be commercial or you know lucrative in that end but the passion's still there to create you just need the means to do so and that i mean that's something i'm I'm a full-time freelancer. Essentially, I do like I do some weddings, I do event work, I do assisting work. But all of the, I'm just lucky enough that I'm able to keep my income still in the umbrella of photography as a right. whole. But you know, by doing assisting work and shooting weddings, that then allows me to go out on the streets and shoot you know fashion stuff. Yep. Okay. And you know, obviously, the ultimate goal for anybody doing fine art work or, or not immediately commercial work is. Hoping that you can then convert that passion into what gets you paid, and that's something I've been doing with film. A little over a year ago, when I redid my website again, I kind of wiped almost all of my original work, like stuff from school, and only put up portraits of portraits I'd want to be shooting in the future.
0: That's like, mm-hmm. like, what's that 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 saying? Like, dress for the job you want.
2: Yeah, it's like, oh, 100%. it's like,
0: and, put out the work that you want to yeah. shoot
2: and like i said it took me a long time to even get into shooting people or like adding people into my photos Mm -hmm. and it's that slow process of like oh you shoot a landscape oh you put a person in this landscape and it kind of adds a little extra like zip to it and Mm -hmm. it's been a long road for me just learning to photograph people or you know especially with the the stuff i've been shooting with the film my work's evolved so much over the over the years because of that so now you know portraits I took in school, you know, on, you know, pro photo lights that are super polished mm-hmm. that doesn't fit what I'm shooting now. Yeah. So removing that and adding some of the grittier street photos and stuff that I've been taking, or, you know, pictures of my friends, you know, at, you know, with a cool background or, uh, you know, it fits the narrative of what I want to be doing. And yeah, it's, it's a hundred, it's totally important to put that into the world. Cause if you're, if you like shooting you know, film photos of your friends on the street with a flash, but a prospective client is on your website and you have this super polished studio shot and they want to hire you for that, you know, it's, you're not going to be too, it's going to feel like a job, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely put out the work you want to get hired for and put that out into the world because, Someone will see it and ask you to recreate that for them, you know?
0: Yeah. And it's funny. Like, I remember when I moved to LA, I was like, well, I'll still do weddings, I guess, while I'm here, even though I I was burnt out and wanted to stop. Mm -hmm. When I made the decision to, like, take that all off my website and say, no, I'm going to move into set photography. That's what I want. That's what I want.
1: It's it's like, it's
0: like you have to, like be like this is okay you know what i mean They almost have to like this is going to be good like you just have to i mean yeah it's you know people make a lot of money shooting weddings but if you're, you're burnt out and not happy
2: oh, yeah. it's not it's, it's not it becomes another job yeah you know and that i can't tell anyone who's wanted to be a photographer who wanted to do it as a job you and know i
0: remember i remember this is actually back to the photography photography school days in one of our classes i forgot who the instructor was um was like who here is going to shoot weddings and Nobody raised their hand, really? And he goes, y'all are going to shoot
2: weddings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I like shooting weddings. I enjoy it. I don't shoot enough of them that I get super burnt out on them. Yeah, no disrespect
0: stack- for, for, to the people who do. I mean, there's incredible wedding photographers who work mm-hmm. as you know extraordinary, and I do. I do. Uh, you know, I enjoy, I did enjoy the work. It was just you know making that conscious decision to say I, I can't do this full time. I I don't yeah. like. I still would like shoot a friend's wedding. I would still love mm-hmm. being a part of like people that I care about special day and like doing that whole thing. But it's just yeah, it's funny to to think about you know switching your mindset i
2: guess well that yeah i mean that takes a ton of discipline too is just you know being having to draw that line at some point and just realize like i don't want to do this anymore i need to stop doing it in order to pursue something else because i mean i i feel like i i really enjoyed it but my october was really busy with weddings i had three stacked on top of each other and i just felt like my entire october blew by because i was just editing wedding photos all day yeah, and all of a sudden it was Halloween, and I'm like, "Oh crap! I have a party to go to, and I have no idea." What it's like literally, I finished, you know, doing. It took me three weeks plus the powerhouse, you know, through these wedding photos, and uh, just like nonstop. And yeah, the whole month just flew by.
1: Crazy. And you
2: know, at that point, I didn't shoot very much of my own stuff, and mm-hmm. that's when you start to feel that burnout. Yep. Because you're not you producing know. work that actually makes you happy. And especially the editing aspect is probably one of my least favorite aspects of photography as a whole. Oh, yeah. You know?
0: That's the beauty of shooting film. You don't have to yeah. really
2: edit. Uh, I, I run it through Lightroom and I punch it a little bit here and there. Export uh, and yeah. you're done. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> like retouching and things like that. No. It's It's fantastic. Yeah,
3: I went, I went through a little phase like that where I wanted, I, I was doing the, the engagement shoots, the poor, the yep. senior pictures, the, the second shooting weddings, all that stuff. And I was really trying to build, you know, a little empire. And I got so burned out, man. I yeah. wasn't feeling it at all. I, that's, I totally revamped my website. It is strictly all personal work. It is nothing but again, like I want people to see. And if that's something that you know, and I still get asked for for jobs and stuff like that just through my personal work. That's the which goal. Is yeah, yeah, that's good. The goal. Me. Yeah. I if I have to if I have to, you know, do anything well, I don't want to do, like I you know, that's the great part about it. I don't I don't have to compromise. Yeah.
2: Well that that's something I, I hugely stress to people too is always have a personal section on your website. Yep. Because sometimes clients will look yep. at that and and you know something might strike like that's what I want, or you know, just showing a, a project that you're passionate with. Uh, your people want to see that. You yeah, know? I
0: got. I actually got hired uh, for this reality show. It was about, um, like, it's called Summer Break, and it was uh, focusing on like high school kids who were like la- their last summer in LA before they went to. To college and the – one of the producers was like, oh, like your film photography, like all the palm trees and like, you know, all the sand and beaches and stuff like that's the look we're going for. And I was like, oh. awesome. Cool. Like they looked at my – it said like my personal film work was like the gallery name and like that's what got me the job. So – Wow. Always put your personal work on your website, guys, for sure.
3: All right, guys, this is part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. And uh, this week's question comes from 12 Months, 12 Cameras. Uh, it's actually his name is Mike. I know him personally. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Good dude. And he asks, so the year is coming to an end. If you look back at where your photography was last year, do you think it has improved over the course of the year? mark. And if so, what do you think made those improvements?
2: I honestly think it just comes, I, I agree, my stuff improved from the beginning of the year. I think it might not even just be a technique thing, just more of an environmental comfortability. Mm. And I think it's just the more you shoot, yeah. the better you're going to be. I think that's yeah. the, the most cut and dry answer you can have, possibly have. It's the advice I give to anyone starting out is just shoot, just shoot, shoot, shoot. And you're going to improve no matter what. Shoot for yourself. Don't shoot to trends. Don't shoot to, uh, you know, impress other people other than yourself. I think when it comes to improving myself, I really kind of, especially the beginning of the year, I was finding where I wanted to do with that fashion work I've been doing. Uh, That happened early in the year. And then by the time this fashion cycle rolled around in September... I knew exactly what I wanted to do. yeah, yeah And I had a laser course, focus yeah. on how I <laughs> mm-hmm. wanted things to come out. I had a laser focus even on how to promote the book and in terms of uh, reaching out to different things to get some attention outside of my immediate audience. Yeah, And I think it, it just comes down to, I hope the answer for everybody is you improved since the beginning of the year. Right. Because it, you have the experience of a full year mm-hmm. to, you know, if you're not improving... Uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> you need to reevaluate yeah. some things. Yeah, maybe but yeah. maybe it's not for you. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, I mean in, in just in general. Uh, life outside of photography too. Just you know, everything is a lesson. True. And I use like it that. to to progress forward.
3: Good one. I'll go next. Alright, well I think I mean, just like just like Dan said, you know, you, you definitely progress every year, especially when you wanna try new things. You always wanna try new things and push new boundaries and, you know, do better. Like that's kinda just the the goal always and I feel like I'm always learning new technique not not so much well yeah yeah new technique new new angles at approaching things different we're consumers too like we consume new products new old products and you know sometimes you find a tool that works better for you and I finally think I got I think I narrowed my my toolbox down my my uh what do they call it what are they where the the archers keep their bows their, their arrows <laughs> Yeah, Yes. Quiver. (laughs) I I think my quiver is finally, it's set. I I found out what I need. I got everything I need right now in the the large format, then the 35 and the 120 and just kind of like my little knickknackies too that I, that I lug around every once in a while. I, I, I got it down. And once I think you limit yourself too when you're not just like trying something different every time, not to say that you shouldn't try different things because maybe this wasn't for you and this is for you, you know? So I, I really honed in on what works, and I practiced that this year, and I practiced a lot of restraint in, in pushing out all my, my banger photos, you know, I really, really, that's the, that was the hardest thing this year for me, was not giving it all away, because I want next year to be a good year for me, I want it to be, you know, I want to put out this book, and it, and it's just like, you know, people are like, oh, I didn't see all. Th- I-, I saw these already on his Instagram. You yeah. Know, kind of thing. So I-, I think we're always improving. And I think it's it's always important to try try new things and to kind of just hone down to what works for you and maybe just keep sticking with that.
0: Like as a whole, experimenting and like trying, like even just like trying different films. Um, I really like the idea with, you know, what we were talking about on this show is like personal projects and like zoning in on one thing to like create a book and stuff like that has really like taught me a lot with the process you
3: killed it this year, you
0: killed uh, it this year. thank you <laughs> um, but also like even in like my professional photography like uh, you know being on set is kind of can be like a strenuous job because everybody's trying to get their job done you know with the with the dps and stuff and you know i was asked to get something specific and you know if, if there's really no other no other time to get that shot unless I – I sometimes have to say, like, I need to get this shot too and, like, being more, like, braver in that sense and being, yeah. like, being able to say, hey, guys, like, I'm sorry but I have to get this shot too and, like, otherwise I get in trouble basically. Um, so, like, I've learned, like – I've learned to, like, speak up, you know, in in that situation. So, I think, like, that has taken a while and I definitely – I've gotten better at that with this year that has – that is coming to an end. So, I think, uh, short answer is yes, I've definitely improved.
3: Man, I, I love that, that you were just like standing up and, you know. Like, hey, yeah. I need to get this It's, 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 it's kind of just like growing a pair yeah. and going and talking to people while I'm out doing my street stuff. Yeah, even where... like your
0: street stuff, like that's the great saying, shoot first, apologize later.
3: <laughs> yep.
2: Mm-hmm. You just go well,
0: shoot it it's... and then be like, well, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll just... give you a copy <laughs> <laughs> if you want. Like what?
2: <laughs> Being assertive in general when it comes to that stuff is it's stuff I've really uh, – again, it's, it's something you have to learn. It's yeah. just getting yeah. – the, like there's been so many times I've like – wanted to take a photo of someone on the street or wanted to take a photo of a, a certain place and just rack like, Oh, like racking my brain later, like beating myself up that I didn't take the photo because right. I didn't want to yep. speak up. Yep, yep. And it's it, uh, definitely a huge goal of mine this past year. And again, like speaking to improvements is just not being afraid to ask someone yep. and, and yeah. just not being afraid of them saying no. And because it's, it's so much more guilt when you don't yeah. get it yeah. than if, you know if someone says no it kind of puts a close there's closure yeah. there yeah, yeah at least
3: at least they said no that's the yeah. worst yeah, that's yeah, gonna yeah happen, exactly you know? yeah like, so yeah true. don't be
2: afraid to to ask someone you uh you want to take a photo because it's just going to hurt you worse later yeah, yeah <laughs> the, re- the immediate <laughs> rejection will hurt a yeah. lot less than the, the impending
3: guilt so true okay so as for this week's photo challenge we as usual now we ask our guests what they think the challenge should be so dan what did you come up with for this week's photo challenge
2: so I think kind of lending itself. I don't think anyone's done it yet. Uh, to kind of what I've been doing lately with the no invite series is uh, post your best street style photo. Mm. Uh, doesn't necessarily have to be someone you don't know. Uh, it could be a friend. It could be it could be someone you know. Uh, but yeah, I was saying if you want to go the extra mile, find someone you think looks cool or has a good vibe or an attitude, and uh, ask them if you can take their picture. So bonus points for sure if it's a stranger. So street portrait. Ooh.
0: Love that. I need to go mm, – I, I got to go to Hollywood for that. <laughs> Hollywood yeah. Boulevard. That's my – that will be where I go.
2: Yeah. Cool, absolutely. guys.
0: And you guys remember uh, the Flickr group is where you can post those photos? I will continue to uh, – I mean the best place right now is to check all that workout is our Flickr group. Uh, there's great discussions on there. I'll continue to share one of our favorite uh, from each week's challenge on our Instagram and stuff like that. Um, but that's where you can uh, post those photos for us. And thank you. Again, a million times, I love looking at that Flickr
3: group. It's
0: the
1: best.
3: Yeah. Keep posting those photos, guys, because eventually, I think at the turn of the year, I'm gonna try to put together a book of all of our work. Yeah. From the photo group, we're gonna so try. We're little... gonna try
0: and curate something for you guys. So stay yeah. tuned
3: for that. So keep posting in there.
0: Cool. Well, this has been an awesome, uh, awesome show, Dan. Thanks for joining us. I'm so glad oh, we got yeah, to this do this.
2: Thank you so much for asking me. It's, it's an honor. It's, it's really cool.
0: Where can everybody uh, find your work and your book and check you out?
2: Uh, so my main website is just danbassini.com. Uh, if you click on the store link there, you can purchase the book and uh, volume one as well through uh, my store, MV Store. Uh, Instagram is just at Dan Bissini. All my social media is just my name, simple enough. And then uh, therangefinderdiaries.com if you want to follow up or even go back and see love what kind of work I was shooting. Go eight back years for ago. eight years, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a great archive feature on there that you can really dig dig deep. Awesome. Yeah,
3: love it. And Timothy. All right, guys, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Timothy Makeups. and uh, I also make YouTube videos. I try to post those every Wednesday. Uh, sometimes yeah. it comes out on Thursday. Same. or Sunday or you know, it's a it's a it's a work in progress. So, yeah, YouTube, that's just uh, YouTube.com slash Timothy I finally fixed that whole URL thing. And uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I do a kind of little off the top of my head podcast called We Believe in Film. You can find that on Anchor FM or you can go on iTunes, Google Play, all those things. It's just a little, you know, it can be five minutes one day. It can be 20 minutes the next, the next day. So just check it out. It's just a lot of me rambling and, you know being being me <laughs> um so i think oh is that it for me yes i believe that is everything so just timothy makeups on everything cool chris how about you
0: i am crispy photo on twitter instagram and youtube i do sort of like the range fighter diaries type thing with my other film instagram uh, it's one photo a day uh that i shot on film it's crispy shoots film uh we have analog talk podcast.com you can check out the website uh the Flickr group Uh, we're Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. We're Analog Talk Pod on Twitter. And guys, we, big announcement, we have, um, merch. We got, we got some, (laughs) we got some pins. We got some enamel pins that, uh, they're super cute and, uh, they're so cool. Yeah. Um, you can check those out. We have a shop. It's analogtalkpodcast.bigcartel. And we've also just launched uh, a Patreon page. Our mission with that is we want to keep creating these kinds of shows for you guys. We want to create more merch. We want to, you know, get time to get really awesome guests and just all around expenses that this kind of thing takes up. There's some rewards if you donate. Um, we're going to continue to... We'll be communicating through there for the Patreon uh, members. of You guys know how that works. So... And every little bit helps. And we thank you so, 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 so much.
3: Yeah, I can't believe we already have a couple patrons. Like, that's amazing. And thank you so much, guys. We're
0: doing this for you. So we want to be the best we can be. We need new mics and all that stuff. So any any help would be greatly appreciated. And we love you guys. So, yeah. All right. This has been awesome, Dan. Thank you again so much. We'll, have to, ha- we'll have to have you back on. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> I'd love
2: to be. Thank you, guys. All right, take care.
0: Take it easy. Bye, guys. We'll see you next week.
2: Bye.